Hello and welcome to TFD Talks Education. I am joined today by Craig McCullough from Anchor Elementary in the great state of Michigan. Craig, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself, Tyler? I'm doing well. Craig, I came across your name from the NAESP website, just left with some distinguished principles around the country. I was reaching out to all of them, just getting a feel, try to get some value. A lot of, a lot of ed educators uh, listen or view different content that we put out and uh, seem like a nice a nice place to go. So why don't you uh, tell me about yourself, kind of uh, what brought you to where you are today, a little bit in the education world. Sure. So I am, this is my 13th year at my current school, which is Anchor Elementary here in Dexter. Um, I started out my degrees in emotional impairment, emotional impairments, working with students with special needs. So I was a, a self-contained teacher for one year in Saline was my very first year. Then in a neighboring district, Chelsea, where I was born and raised, I was a uh, teacher there for six years as a self-contained EI teacher, two years as a teacher consultant, and then I joined in the administrative world. So um, my very first year here in Dexter as an administrator, I was uh, AP. So I was high school, middle school. I was three days at the middle school, two days at the high school. And then fortunately for me, uh, Judy Harnish, who was the principal here, was retiring. And Judy's like, you need to be the principal. And here's my 13th year. I've been here ever since. Yeah, you, you mentioned a lot in uh, the pre-interview stuff we looked at, a lot of like emotional impairments and things like that. Yeah. And me not being an educator, but I care about the education world, and I got parents, and I got little kids and everything. Explain to me, uh, when you talk about, about emotional impairments, what you, what you mean by that. Sure. Um, so when you look at getting a teaching degree, you can get elementary school, middle school, high school, and then you can specify science, math, English, language, arts. There's also the field of special education. So within special education of supporting our students, there's a, a wide range of disabilities to support. You know, um, students with autism, uh, cognitive impairments, behavioral impairments, hearing impaired, um, visually impaired. So you can kind of specify what area you want to work in. Mm -hmm. So I was coming, I started out is with elementary education and an English major. And then I really just wanted to, as I got into my, my at university, I was more like, okay, I want to work with students with emotional impairments. So how do you those, those challenging students who have behaviors that are outside of the norm, I guess. Um, and, how, and, and I just, I fell in love with them. And it's just kind of been my passion all along of how do I support those students, um, make them successful in school. Well, that sounds like a good idea. I know there's a, like an inclusive, such a incredible thing to try to include children from so many different walks of life and special needs and emotional type things. You also mentioned in the interview with some different stuff about the LGBTQ community yep. trying to be really inclusive with that. Uh, what is, uh, what's the kind of environment you have there as far as I know, like everywhere you go, you have people that are a little more accepting, a little less accepting in your particular area there, because uh, you always hear liberal areas somewhere just all very, very different. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of population do you have uh, in and around your, your school there? Yeah, so Dexter, we're just right outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. So right here in Washtenaw County. I guess when you would talk to you, you'd put us more on the liberal community side of it okay. um, as far as environment. Dexter is a very white community, very middle, upper middle class community as well. We are in the you know, when they look at students who get free and reduced lunch, um, we are in the very bottom list of the state. Our, oh, wow. our, we don't have a whole lot of need here in our community. Um, we do. We still have to look out for those kids, but comparative to other places around the state, we are in one of those low-need districts. Um, and, and right now, as far as working towards being inclusive and supportive of all families, um, our LGBTQ community, 
um, it's, it's been a very wonderful community to accept that and make sure we're doing what's right for people. Well, that's fantastic. That is good to know. I know there's so many people now. I have always thought if we could just embrace each other, like I have little kids and I always say it's okay to be different, but no one's better or worse than you. Like we're different, but we're all the same. And just trying to instill at a young age, like it's okay to be different and embrace the differences versus exclude the differences. Right, right. Absolutely. And what we've, what we've really tried to look at is I've gone through a lot of training here within our county. I've been able to work with some amazing people um, around supporting um, our transgender students, our LBGTQ students. We have a great group through our uh, WISD, which is our intermediate school district that's worked with social justice and diversity. Um, and what I've learned through my learning, I'm always trying to learn and be better, um, was that we have to be intentional about teaching our kids to be kind. Right. Mm -hmm. So what you said, Tyler, we want all of our kids to be accepting and knowing of everyone. But kids are inquisitive. Kids ask. And if yeah. we don't talk about color or, you know, different religions or different family makeups, they make up the story on their own. So what we've tried to do here at our school within our district is just be very intentional about some of the, the books we read and stories, still honoring everyone's belief of where they fall. But mm -hmm. to know a little bit, just to know more about people. Right. Why, you know. And so it's just helped. I think being more intentional will really help us get over that, that hump to be kind, because then you know what you're being kind for, right? Mm -hmm. And why to be accepting of all people, because I agree. We just, I think everybody wants to live in a world, no matter where you are or where you are, that's kind and respectful of who you are, yeah. um, and then know that they'll be accepted and welcome into your community. I agree. And one thing, so as, as I formulated this stuff, I kind of have uh, these lists of six questions I'm going to ask every person. Uh, so yeah. going on the line, number one, if you could change one thing about education in the United States, what would it be? Uh, funding. I know it's probably the easy answer and easy way out. It's just how do we really, um, I think districts are struggling all around the country, but how do we get adequate funding to support our students, especially our students of need? Um, and how even more the social emotional learning, how do we get more social workers, more counselors, and then just more support within our schools. And we always have to work within a limited funding structure. And we'll have neighboring districts, they get a lot more. You know, we get about $7,600 per kid, per student. That's our foundation allowance. Um, I believe Ann Arbor gets over 10,000. So they're, they're getting a different experience based on the funding. So if we could create a system where schools have enough to really do support our students well, I think we would see a lot, things would be better. Makes sense. Okay, uh, in your in your journey as an educator, uh, especially a principal, what's something that has gone a lot better than you expected? Like something you, you did or changed and didn't know was going to happen, and it just went a lot better than what you thought it was going to do. I I think the collaborative nature of our staff. Um, you know, working teachers in some ways are independent contractors. We are, we work well. We work towards the same curriculum, but when we go in our classrooms, they're they're kind of on their own. And what's really done well for me, what I've seen over the years here, is the collaboration I have among my grade levels and among colleagues as far as coaching with each other, getting into each other's classrooms. So to me, that's really, we've come a long way. And I think education, we're getting better at doing those, you know, instructional rounds where we get in the classrooms. Um, I'm just proud of where our building has come, uh, just to building that collaborative nature. And the next thing, which I think I'm a personal believer that you always learn more from your failures and your successes. Uh, what's something you thought was going to go really great and be a grand slam and fell short of that by a significant amount? I think I could go back to some of the collaborative thing, right? <laughs> As we go back, you know, part of it is the accountability that I've tried. Like, teachers are great. It's about being collaborative, getting in there. 
I tried to set up a system of, okay, well, let's get notes so we can check in and, and just so I can see what's going on in your grade level and life gets in the way, I think. So for me, it's checking the notes and it's falling off. So I know my staff is still meeting. They're still being collaborative of doing all this, but to have a good warehouse of the knowledge of where it is, it's kind of falling flat. So I have to, <laughs> I have to work on getting that better system of making sure within the notes, we have the note taker and it's in. So I wish that would have gone better. We tried it, launch it a couple times and it just, it just hasn't taken off and gone. Okay. What about being a principal has been the most different than you expected? Um, I think the change over the years, you know, now principals, we're instructional, we're instructional leaders, right? We're really there with the curriculum and our staff and being involved with what's happening. It's changed almost from being more of a manager. And the hardest, one of the things that's different for me is I'd love to be that instructional leader more often because so often it's the lunchroom or the behavior doing this and you're managing all these things. and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I haven't been in teacher's classrooms. I haven't been having those conversations with my students. Um, that part for me has been different than expected, um, just because I expect to be in our rooms more often. Now, the next one, which is maybe similar, but what's the, what's the hardest thing you've had to get used to being a principal? I, I love my role. I tell everybody I love my job each and every day. Um, I think the hardest thing is you're always on. Mm -hmm. um, there's really no break. So when you're on from, you know, as far as with technology nowadays, you're always tied in. People, you know, send emails. They expect an email back real quick. Um, so I think that's just, that's just the hardest part, knowing you're always on. When we go out to dinner, um, my wife and my son, who are amazing, but they're always, no, I'm going to get the, hey, Mr. McCullough, how are you? And he's coming over and talking. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're always on no matter, no matter where you go. I like that part. We have an incredible community here in Dexter. So for me, um, it's great to see my family. It's great to see them. Sometimes on vacations, you run into kids. Last year, we were down in uh, Florida. We were at Lakeland at a Tigers game, and I ran into some kids down there, which is fun. But um, I think that's the hardest thing is just you're always on. You're always on. And one thing as a, as a kind of business person myself, and you hear different things. I heard something the other day talking about uh, student loan issues and how that's impacting like a generation now, kind of like the generation that's in their 30s now are starting to have little kids, and how are you? How do you push them with, with upper education? But do you think college is as valuable as it was a generation ago? I think it's changing. I think it's ebbing and flowing. Um, I think you talk to a lot of within education, um, the student teaching and really being in the classrooms where you really learn. Um, to be in the classrooms of, of just sitting and getting in college, until you really get into the fire of education and get a classroom of your own, I see it could be changing. Some universities have like a full year and a half as a student teacher, and I think some of those kids come out much more prepared. Some of those teachers do for them, whether it's some students that just do one semester um, of student teaching. I think it's gonna change, I really do. I think more and more kids, um, I think universities are going to change with it. Um, I know in our high school here, we're trying to offer as many college credits for kids even before they go. So mm -hmm. it even starts them out on a different path in college. Um, I read an interesting article the other day that talked about, in a lot of these fields, kids are going to go into the business world or into a, a job first mm -hmm. and then college after. They're going to kind of be more specified, like, oh, this is what I want to get my degree in to not take the other credits on the side. So I think, I think universities hopefully will start making that adjustment for kids to really give people what they want rather than here's your, here's your basic credits everybody has to have, and then it, it builds in. So I think they'll have and flow, but for um, education, Sometimes it gets, it, I don't know if it's changed a whole lot. We keep asking for universities to kind of give us more, their teachers more instruction, working with students with needs, more of that social emotional piece and get more engaged in really what's happening in the classroom.
Okay. And last thing to give you kind of the, the last word, so to say, if you're going to tell someone something that wanted, they want to be a principal and they say, what, what's your word of advice? You've been around the block a couple times. What's the, what's the one thing you would tell that person? Make connections with your students. Um, one of the easiest things I do in my job is I learn, I got 440 kids and I learn every one of their names. Um, so when they walk down the hall, it's good morning, Steve. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Malik. When I talk to my students, that alone to me is really simple. But when people talk about me as a principal, kind of that story, I always tell my staff that story. If somebody's talking in a grocery store and they're on the other side of the aisle, what do you want them to hear? And mm -hmm. my families always say, it's amazing how you know our kids' names and you're connected. And that would be the one thing I would tell someone to go into this role um, is really get connected with your students. Make sure that they feel special and connected to you. Um, would be, that would be my one, one of the many pieces of advice, but that's one I would give you there. <laughs> but that's the one. All right, we'll wrap it up for TFE Talks Education for today. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Tyler, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.